Hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Bruce. And this is Mike. Today we have just too many topics to really go into, and we don't know which ones we're going to get to, so Mm -hmm. we're just going to start talking. I'm going to give a little overview of my trip to New York, which was fabulous. Oh, boy. And we're going to talk about Bill Cosby and his release and Alan Weisselberg and his arrest and... All the assholes that are in the news. So I went to New York and I stayed on the island of Manhattan. I went to the Bronx once, but other than that, I didn't go to Brooklyn. I didn't go any place. I was very high up in the Heights at 176th and Wadsworth, which is basically 176th and Broadway. And it was really in the Heights. I mean, mm-hmm. I came out the first morning and there were people sitting out in their chairs on the street and talking and having a card game and kids were running around. It was really a very interesting neighborhood to be in. And the second day I was there, I was given a tour of the West Village Oh yes, by our friends Bud and Linda. Yeah. And that was wonderful. I saw Stonewall for the first time. Oh, yeah. It was Pride Weekend. During Pride Week in New York City. Pride Week. Oh, it's Pride Week. It's well, not Pride it's- Weekend. It's, it's Pride Month, but I think Pride even month, different yeah. cities do different weeks in the month. I think you're I right. I should know this, but as a reluctant homosexual, <laughs> I, I, I don't keep up on such things. Mike is <laughs> the reluctant homosexual. Let's see, I went to the Botanical Gardens in the Bronx, which were amazing. There was an artist named Kusawa who did beautiful sort of Seussian, big structural sculptures that oh, wow. were kind oh, of yeah. like sea creatures. They were really amazing and scattered all through the gardens. Gardens. Oh, the ones in the Bronx Botanical Gardens. Yeah. Yeah, you showed me some pictures. I went to The Cellar, which is a famous, famous comedy club, and saw some really excellent comedians there. I went to Little Island. I guess it's not called The Little Island. It's Little Island. An installation, mm-hmm. a permanent installation of these sort of tulip-shaped... Architectural support beams. Yes, that's right. But they don't look like they they're connected out. to each other. Right. Yes. Each one fans out like a flower. Like a flower. And then there's a platform or a surface that's laid on top of all of it. On top of it. And you're not aware that you're walking over separate little bell-shaped things. Right, right. Little pods. Exactly. They're pods. It's completely landscaped. It's beautiful. It's kind of like the Getty Gardens. So they've created like a park on top of it. Yes, And there's an amphitheater there. We were there at 3.30 on a Monday, I think it was a Monday. And it wasn't overrun with people. Mm -hmm. It it was fine. All of it was fine. It was very, very hot when we were there. So we didn't stay as long as we might have if it had been a little milder. But I ate and drank my brains out. It was really fun. And now I'm back. Any great cocktails? I had a gigantic gin and tonic that was made with purple gin on this boat that's anchored in the Hudson. Okay. And Zoe got a little apprehensive because the boat was moving. Oh, right. (laughs) It's going back and forth. You couldn't tell if it was the gin or the Well, this was before she started drinking. So, um, I mean, it turned out to be fine. But it was unusual to be Mm. on a boat in the Hudson having a giant gin and tonic. Wow. And let's see, any other cocktails? Well, I certainly had my share of margaritas. Okay. We went to ABC Cucina, a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Mexican cuisine, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I couldn't find good Mexican food in New York when I lived there. There wasn't any. There was one high-end place on the east side, and that was one really good place, but it was expensive. It was like a really fine restaurant. Yes. But you couldn't find hole-in-the-wall good Mexican food. No, they had then. Tex-Mex, I remember, when I first, let's see, in yeah, the 80s. That's when I, right. I remember, one, I remember one place in particular. 
Circular on Greenwich Avenue or Greenwich Street. But now it's different, I take it. Yes, yes there is some really good Mexican food there. There's just generally great food all around. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so condensed. Here, you really have to drive to get to a place that right. is excellent and you make right. a reservation and it's a big deal. There, I mean, you need a reservation, but it just feels a lot more casual. Mm -hmm. One of the things that happened to me was I was staying so far up and all of our activities were on the west side, which is where I was, but down way toward the village right. that I would leave in the morning and never get back to right, the place until right. I was ready to go to sleep. Yeah, The hustle and bustle was there, especially in the West Village during Pride Week. I mean, it right. was really pumping there. But I noticed in Times Square that was just not really a frantic mob of people because there's no theater happening. Right, right. And it was weird to see the tickets platform completely empty. Oh, right. Yeah, so that was missing. The energy felt to me like it was back. Mm -hmm. I didn't look around and say, where are all the people? Right. There were plenty of people yeah. walking around. Having a great yeah. time. Well, I had friends who went at least a month ago for a, a like a week long trip, and I think they had just opened the city as far as COVID yeah. goes, like days before they got there, and they said the same that it, it was full of people. It's great. It was very hard to leave. I had such a great oh, time. Yeah. It was hard to say goodbye. I was glad to get back because by the time I had left, my last day it was ninety eight degrees there. Oh boy, it was really hot and very difficult to stay on the streets, keep right, walking, keep right. going down into the subway. Mm -hmm. And even though the subway mm -hmm. cars were air conditioned. Once you get into them. Yeah. Once you get into them, exactly. And what were you up to? You did some things. Did I? Didn't you? What did I do? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> um, well, you've been working. No, I've just been working and I went to the beach. You went to the beach and you saw what? I, I went to Zuma Beach and I saw dolphins. Many dolphins. That was so incredible. Uh, persistent, playful dolphins. Like they were doing a show for us. It was amazing. How long do you think they stayed in the area near you? Well, we went in the afternoon. I think we got there around three or so. And it was around five we were going to leave because the crowds were going away and the uh, seagulls were starting to comb the beach for handouts, you know, so they were like coming around and staring us down, <laughs> like I'm eating an apple and this uh, seagull's looking at me like, hey, buddy, I'm a Time seagull. Time to go. <laughs> I'm a seagull. I'm part of the ecosystem. I mean, come on. So we uh, we did, we get, but he didn't want to come close, so we put a little apple on a sandal and walked it out and put it down, and then he came and ate the apple. They're big, those seagulls. They're big, and they can be kind of mean with each other about food. They yeah. Get, they get pretty competitive. But anyway, oh, and surfers were starting to come. I guess the surfers show up at the end of the day. There must be an unwritten, or maybe it's a written, etiquette where they don't come during the day because... Oh, they were starting gonna... to come to the beach. I thought you meant come out of the water. You no, mean... they were starting to surf. Oh, oh. They were arriving to start surfing huh. around 5 o'clock. And it was very entertaining to watch them. They were really, really good. And then Sol says she sees some fins in the water. And I thought, oh, come on. And sure enough, there were fins. And that's all we saw at first. Just a fin and then like two fins. And you could see the back of the animal and you could uh -huh. pretty well tell it was a dolphin, although it could have been a small baby orca. The way it kind of rose and went down, <laughs> yeah. that, it had a dolphin-like pattern of movement. And they were swimming by us, so they, they were in front of us, but then they were heading up north. And we thought, well, that's it. We saw a few dolphin fins. But they turned around and came back. And they started frolicking. They started doing that dolphin thing where they jump out of the water. Wow. Everything but that. 
They didn't do that. <laughs> they didn't make the they flipper sound. They didn't make flipper sounds. Oh, it was just awesome. It's like time just stopped and we were watching this yeah. and it just kept going on and on. And what was really fun, I thought, was that the surfers who were all about their surfing, they were so expert at it. They stopped and they started paddling out towards the dolphins. They were tripping on the dolphins. Were they amidst the they dolphins? Were not right with them, but pretty darn close. The dolphins mm. were pretty close to shore. I wondered if it they were looking like at It looked like that in the, the video. video. Oh, yeah. It looked like they were really close. They were close. If we'd been swimming, it wouldn't have been too hard to swim up to where they were. I mean, they were a little past where the waves were forming. Yeah. But they were fairly close. It uh, looked really magical. It was a magical moment. I hate that phrase, but it really was. Dolphins are magical in and of themselves. That's right. And we're closely related in terms of our brains and everything. I think biologically, we're just wired to want to connect with them in some way or feel a connection yeah, with them yeah. when we see them. They're, they're like family. Aren't they like curious about humans? I, mean, I think that's they my... must be. I think I really thought they were looking at us. Not just me and Soul, but like us, the humans on the beach. Uh -huh. I thought maybe they were just checking out what the humans were doing. Yeah, that wouldn't be they too be hard curious. to imagine. Yeah, they could be curious. It was wild. So that was my, my uh, big activity of the week, I guess. Well, that's great. That's right. Very highly. And we went to see fireworks. And we went to see fireworks. And yeah, otherwise I'm working and yogaing and running and doing push-ups and playing the <laughs> piano and, and mindfulness meditation. And I interviewed a new therapist this week. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. That was fun. So did you do intake the one time and then you're going to get back to her as far as whether you're going to work with her? It was intake, but I was scoping her out just to see if I felt like there was a, a love connection. <laughs> but there was. She's really great. I was telling you, she's culturally different from me. She's African-American and extremely young. So I was concerned that I just wouldn't have points of reference in common with her. If I wanted to describe my childhood and tell her how it was the opposite of Father Knows Best, I thought... She won't get that one. Uh -huh. <laughs> but you know what? Once we started talking, she was great. I felt a rapport with her right away. That's so great. Yeah, I'm excited. My uh, therapist is a person of color and young, and, and I just remember looking at her the first time and thinking, this is never <laughs> going to work. I will go through the motions, but I'm certainly not going to commit to this. And within a month, I was hooked. Yeah. And I can say it's one of the most dynamic therapeutic experiences that That's I've had. That's great, Yeah. It's fun to be pleasantly surprised like that. It is. You know, and have your preconceptions maybe not so fact-based. You mean not be quite so judgy like I am? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, for me, it's just, it's not so much judging, but it's just assuming characteristics about somebody. I wanted to check in with you because we haven't talked about the Bill Cosby situation. Bill Cosby, that was a surprise. I was in New York when it happened mm -hmm. and having a lovely lunch with my eldest daughter. And then that news came in. So he got released prematurely earlier than people would have assumed it's based on a legal technicality. A legal technicality. And what I understand is Philip Castor, who was also one of Trump's lawyers during the impeachment, impeachment uh. he was the prosecutor for the state of Pennsylvania. And he told, I hope I don't get this wrong, but my understanding is he told Cosby that he was not going to prosecute him because there was a civil suit that was coming in. Andrea Konstad is the through line on all of this. So Andrea Konstad wanted the state to prosecute Cosby. Philip Castor said, I'm not going to do that. And as a result, Cosby did not plead the Fifth Amendment. And he ended up talking in his deposition, deposition the civil suit, about giving women quaaludes. Okay. 
And that information ended up getting into the Andrea Konstad uh, record. Well, it was revealed to the jury and that information should not have been revealed because it was given under circumstances where Philip Castor, the prosecutor, had promised Cosby he would not be going ahead. Yes. Somehow there was a snafu. The jury heard it. It was part of the reason that they found him guilty. The only thing to do now is to retry him, which I don't know if the state of Pennsylvania is going to do that. He's an old man. He's 83. Right. He's served three years. And I just don't know that they're going to go through that again. I don't know that Andrea Kodstad wants to go through it another time. Mm-hmm. She's been through it now uh, two or three times. She's tried the state once. Got The civil trial ended up, he gave her three point something million dollars. Mm-hmm. And then through circumstances that I don't understand, she was able to go back. She was the only one of all of those women, 60 women, for whom the... 60? 60 women. I know. Incredible. And those are only the ones that came forward. Right. Holy smokes. So the statute of limitations hadn't run out on her, and everything was pinned on her. That's where we are with Bill Cosby. Something happened with Felicia Rashad, too. Did you hear that part? She said that justice has been done. That's all I heard about. What? Yeah, I don't know the details. She said something, and then she had to retract it and apologize for it, because she's taken a job as a, a, a dean. At of Howard the School University. of the Arts at Howard, and what she said was not so well received, so she had to apologize for being a little insensitive. What I understand is, if all she said was justice has been served, it may have been something more, but the discussion that I heard about her saying that was... How three can, years was good enough. No, that he should never, that he was innocent. Oh. She always maintained that he was innocent. Oh, she did? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. She is then looked at as someone who, how can the women of Howard trust right. that you are going to be on their side right. when you were siding with a, a convicted rapist? Right. She got a lot of flack for that. In fact, there were people who were thinking that she should resign yeah. from that role. What a toxic mess yeah. he turned out to be. Yeah. America's dad. Isn't that amazing? It is. He was so beloved. I know. I mean. Incredible. Yeah. So cute. And he, he did that remake of Kids Say the Darndest Things. And he, oh, he did? Yeah. I never saw that. They remounted that with him in Art Linkletter's place. And he was so adorable with the kids. It was just amazing. I remember the first comedy album I ever heard was Why Is There Air? Oh, And he was clean. I mean, he was a clean comic. Right. And I watched I Spy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was addicted to I Spy. I had an I Spy poster in my bedroom. Me too. And my father made me take it down because he was black. Because he was black. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, he was black. Yeah, what a downfall. Yeah. I don't have anything more to say about it except Mm -hmm. that justice was not done. No. Speaking of jail, Alan Weisselberg. Yes. He's not in jail. I'm sure he's out on bail. I think they they took his passport away. Because he is a flight risk. Right. He has billions of dollars. Right. And I guess if they're afraid that Trump would run, then certainly he would make a beeline for the door. I heard about this sort of in dribs and drabs. And what I heard was that he was arrested because the IRS found out that he had not paid taxes on all of these luxury items. Instead of salary, he had accepted his salary in the form of gifts. Okay. And none of those gifts apparently were reported as income. So that's why the Trump organization is in big trouble too, because they were supposed to report that they had paid him a certain amount. Because okay. I guess there's payroll tax as well, and there's taxes on the employer side as well as on the recipient huh. side. So I think, and I'm just going by what I've heard, that both he and the company are in hot water. 
and that it went on for 15 years. It's, it's just a normal way of their doing business. Well, Trump always said, I don't pay taxes because I'm smart. Right. I mean, he bragged about it. Right. Right. So it wasn't like I thought to myself, oh, my God, they didn't pay taxes. Right. I just thought, oh, well, now right. they're being found out. There's I can see evidence. them doing it. It's like, you know what? Instead of giving you this chunk of $75,000 salary, why don't we just pay your kids college tuition for the year? Because otherwise, if we pay it to you, then you have to accept it, pay taxes on it, and then you have to buy tuition for your kids. And then the we year. have to pay taxes and, also. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just pay your kids tuition and no one will be the wiser. Do you think that they did it like the mafia, like in cash? Because there was two sets of books oh, right. that I heard about where they actually, he kept a record of right. all of the all malfeasance. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what form they did it. They might have just paid it. Wow, just, boy, is that stupid. Yeah, I don't know if they paid it directly out of their own bank account. So there's there's a paper trail. Apparently. And wow. it's a 15-year thing. Okay, so it's a 15-year thing, but Weisselberg worked for Trump's father. Oh, right. He was with the business before Trump was with the business. Yeah. That's what I'm curious about. Like, is it just 15 years that they got the records of? Or I can't imagine that it wasn't going on for his entire Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they did. Yeah, it was something like a million point seven dollars that he didn't pay taxes on. Those were the perks that he got away with. Yeah, so I guess the idea is they're hoping that he'll turn on Trump so that they can get more stuff on Trump. But so far, he's the loyal soldier. He is, but his son worked for Trump. Mm -hmm. He ran Wallman Rink. Oh. Oh, right. And also the merry-go-round. That's right. I knew there was Park. something else. Yeah. yeah. And his son is going to go down because it was his his son's children who benefited from having their tuition oh, paid okay. by the Trump organization. Okay. He's going to have to let his son... See his kids go to jail. Yeah. You know, Michael Cohen has always said that Trump would rather see his kids go to jail than go to jail himself. Right. So maybe that's true of Weisselberg as well. I don't think so. I think that Weisselberg is going to turn before yeah. he... Lets his kids and his grandkids suffer from right, his right. malfeasance. At least it's nice to see something happening to not have to listen to mindless propaganda coming out of Trump's mouth day after day. Well, Trump at his rally, did you hear what he said? I heard he said it's fringe benefits. It's not a big deal. It's just some fringe what? benefits. Yeah, Who cares they're getting about us. That? Yeah, for paying for tuition yeah, and yeah. paying for you know a car. And, right. and does anybody understand this stuff? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I read something in the paper today that said, if under normal circumstances, there was a president who had vanquished a disease for a large part, except for the people who don't want to get vaccinated. Right. And had overseen an economy that looks like it's going to be coming back. Right. And then a former president had been indicted or his company had been indicted for all of this nonsense that he right. was indicted for. Usually, like in Nixon times, right. that would turn people against yeah. that former president. Right. But right. it's not going to have any effect mm, that's because right. the people who follow him don't care. And he, I was reading something today too about the, the thing about repeating a lie enough times people will believe it. And they've made that an art form out of that. They just keep saying the same thing yeah. over and over again. Witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. It's incredible. Uh, people believe it. And listening to Eric and Joy Reid refers to him as the other one. There's oh, yeah. Donald Jr. and the other one. <laughs> 
it's just so incredible. The way they talk about it is, well, we haven't done anything wrong. We work very hard and we live very clean lives. His eyes are totally red from cocaine. Oh, yeah. Very clean lives. And we didn't dally around with prostitutes like Hunter Biden and then get... Oh, you know, yeah. They're still trying oh, to play the Hunter Biden thing. Oh, my God. They yeah. just will not let that go. It's yeah. Like a dog yeah. with a bone. And they've been so pure... When Trump was first elected, I heard that they were all in danger because of money laundering. Mm. That was what was going oh, to right. get all of the kids into really hot water. Right. And I still think that's going to get them in hot water mm -hmm. because they have all of those properties that were bought yeah. and sold for unreasonable prices. Yeah. It makes sense that the Trump people would have set up these shell companies. Well, the whole thing that is said about him and his company is that it's run like a mafia mm -hmm. organization. And that's what the mafia does. They launder money. Right. And they get giant wads of cash. Right. And they probably keep the dual books, too, so that they can keep track huh. of what they are owed. The real irony of this is that if he hadn't become president a lot of this wouldn't have, the scrutiny would not have been on him the same way that it is now. Right. It was his hubris in becoming mm -hmm. president that made this yeah. all come about. Well, it's time for us to say so long. <laughs> so, boomers, we will talk to you again in a week. Bye-bye. So long.